welcome to Two Takes on the Pod. My name is Osai, and this is my podcast where I take on themes exploring culture, society, and the experiences of Nigerians in diaspora. On this episode, we hit the third take of the relationship gap. Here, we explore some of the common fears that may or may not preclude us from getting into relationships. This time around, we're further in the conversation, people are getting a little bit lit and opening up a little bit more. And yeah, the party is still rocking in the background. You can hear it a little bit more. I've done my best to clean it up, but I've decided that it gives a nice ambience. Yeah, roll with me on that one. The goal of this episode is to question the fears we all have of getting into a relationship, or even while we are in the relationship. Sometimes these fears are very real. Often it's tied to our own trauma or some of the things that we've seen and heard as we've grown up. My hope is that this episode helps us examine our own fears and decide for ourselves what our priorities should be. And if that's too deep for you, then just enjoy the episode. It's real, funny, and honest. At least for the most part. internal struggles with like vulnerability fear of vulnerability fear of relationships that kind of thing mm-hmm. but i'm curious about you guys like what's your biggest fear concern reservation about getting into relationships if you have any mine would be just because of like i haven't dated just like i've dated but i've been in a relationship officially mm. and i think my reservation is comes from like the relationships i've seen um around me mm. haven't been positive usually and I feel like a lot of times people let too much of themselves go to be in relationships. So mm. like, for example, like I have friendships and with people that like, you know, you know, I met one way where they're very happy and they kind of lose the things that were very important to them that made them that way. Right. And I feel like when people date, sometimes they become too invested in that other person and not enough in like their happiness. Mm. I feel like when you date, you should be able to, you know, have like the joint, you know, we're working together for this, but then I have to work for myself and my happiness independently. Right. So that my reservation would just be that I don't want to let too much of myself um, like not go. know who I am after I leave a relationship. Like I, right. I break up with you and I'm like, oh, where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. I want to end a relationship and be like, okay, like, okay, that was an experience. Let me move on from that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's my own personal reservation. Like I want to make sure that I'm not losing Yourself. myself in so, something. Yeah. yeah. That's important to me. I think um, my biggest fear in relationship is trust-based. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also linked to communication. I think 
the thing I'm most afraid of is being with somebody and then that person at some point realizing that this relationship is not something they want but not because you know something is happening or it's not working or whatever it's just because they never took the time to think about what they actually wanted before like they just Mm -hmm. sort of stumbled into this they weren't intentional they weren't intentional but they were happy to seem intentional because like i i'm a person who arguably overthinks things and so if i'm in relationship with you it's very intentional it's very deliberate i want to be here i want a future i'm building something um and i think because i am like that sometimes it's easy for somebody to stand next to me and i used to give people the benefit of the doubt to be like oh if i'm building and you're next to me it means we're building Uh um but then um in my last relationship um that kind of happened where i was with somebody who wanted who wanted everything that i wanted but also knew that he didn't he wasn't going to allow himself to get that like he wasn't going to he wasn't willing to do the work that it would take to have that Mm. um and because of that and he knew that already but he just didn't take the time to be like hey if margaret wants to go right here and i know when we get to the junction i want to go left I probably shouldn't start this journey with Margaret. Mm-hmm. Right. So instead, he was just like, oh, you're here right now. I'm going to be here right now. And then we're just going to walk down this road. Yeah. And then when we get to the junction, he's like, oh, shit, I forgot. I'm not actually going that way. I'm going the other way. But at that point, I have built something with you. I am talking about a future with you. Yeah. Right. I am in love with you. Right. And so... Um, and they're acting like they want the same thing. So it's not even necessarily malicious. Like the malicious one is terrible, but it doesn't like what what I'm more afraid of is someone having what they believe to be genuine intentions. Right. But just because you didn't interrogate your intentions doesn't mean that you have. So I think you and I talked about this. Just because you didn't intend harm does not necessarily mean that you intended good. Mm -hmm. It just you can also just be moving. Mm without thinking and intending anything either way. Right. But somebody and else's life. Exactly. And kind so of sort of in your hands, it, right? It, at, yeah. at that point. And so love is very much like that where you are holding someone else's heart and they are guarding yours. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if you enter into a relationship with somebody, just like we're young, people enter relationships willy nilly, fair enough. But if you're starting something with someone and from the beginning you're not taking the time to be like, hey, Am I going in the same place as this person? Do I want the same things as this person? Um, people have conversations about like ch- children and where do you want to live and um, what kind of life do you aspire to? How do you see whatever whatever happening? And people can sometimes have those conversations in very hypothetical ways without really thinking about what matters to them. Mm. So you can be like, oh yeah, like I want two kids, but you say you want two kids because you've heard someone talk about how two kids is like yeah. a good number of kids to have or whatever. Right. But when you actually take the time to be like, oh no, who I am, do I actually want children? And then you realize actually in my life, in reality, I don't actually think that's something I would want. Mm-hmm. And But you don't take the time to realize that until two, three years down the line when I'm trying to get pregnant. Right. And then now is when you're like, because it's right in front of you, you're like... Now you have to do it. Now I have to deal with it. Mm. And so to me, that's my biggest fear because at that point, 
I've started a life with you and all of this. And then you're going to turn around and be like, oh, actually, you know, I didn't really think about it before, but now that I have, I don't want what you want. Um, and like, no, that, that is scary because you came into it thinking that we had the same, the same goal, the same yeah. mindset. Right. And so did they. That's they, like, they thought they did, right? They thought they did yeah. exactly. Like the the malicious people are the people who are like, mm, I see what you're up mm. to. Uh, I know that's not what I want. Let's be going. <laughs> right, right. right. And like with those people, I feel like it's it like it just that would hurt me less because i can blame you 100 percent. i right. can be like yeah. oh, wow there, like, there might be signs along the way exactly right? i can hate genuine. you instead of love I you but like you yeah, yeah, but if it's just like ab- like ignorance is not innocence but it can feel like it's innocence right. because like you didn't set out to harm me right. you, just you just didn't care enough to take the time to actually consider what it yeah. might do to me right. for you to not you know whatever and so in those kinds of situations and to your point as well i think those are the kinds of I I don't know that I would be this way, but I'm also worried that like that's the kind of situation where I would lose some of myself yeah. because if something that I wanted was why you were not able to continue on this journey with me, then maybe I might be like okay if I can continue to have this love because I'm already here I've invested yeah. this time I'm in love with you you're in love with me so maybe if I let this thing go then we can keep going but yeah. how much of myself and how you're much of matters for me, that, yeah. that am I going to let go for the, for the for this love yeah. that also yeah. means quite a lot to mm-hmm. me yeah. if you if you if you have to betray yourself it's not love you know um, um, it's not <laughs> it truly isn't like if, if if you have to betray yourself it's not like not that you don't love the person but it's not a loving situation. Yes, it's not a loving situation. It's not a loving situation, mm-hmm. which means that it's, it's not worth that, right? Mm-hmm. Because like the person who loves you, if they see that and they see that you're giving that up, and let's say this is not a situation that they want, then if they love you, they will recognize that and at least make an effort to change or change the situation or something, right? Yeah. Instead of necessarily just giving it up along those lines. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that, like if I, you know, when talking to any women that I know, it's just like don't ever do that. Like a person who loves you understands that respect. They may not even love it, but they love you and they'll try and accommodate whatever that is. Yeah. You know, if it's a bad thing. You know what I mean? But if you have to like give that part of yourself one, I feel like you are you're unfortunately gonna be building some resentment. Because let's yeah. say that works out, kid, all of that stuff ten years down the line, like there's gonna be a problem. next one really is really it's really about your biggest fear concern reservation about getting into a relationship now i know you're in a relationship right now and you're not currently in one butter biscuits is single butter biscuit is single butter biscuits Oh my days. Um, Don't kill me. So, um, Butter Biscuits is single and a Studio Baby Cupid isn't. I mean, um, in a way, I am. She is. Talk about that. I'm polyamorous. I go on dates with a bunch of different people. My partner is also polyamorous and we love investigating the lives of other people and connecting. Interesting. So I'm not ready to stop that just because I'm in a relationship. And so, I mean, I love going on dates. I love learning about new people. And I love hearing every possible story 
there can be. How do you um? How do you manage the dynamics of that relationship, or you know, based on your perspective, how is that you know? How is that different from maybe a typical monogamous relationship? You know, for somebody who doesn't really understand, I want them to understand the context of how you're approaching it, why it works for you, and, you know, maybe how they can be able to receive that and and just understand it. Well, you know, there's been people that I've dated, like men that I've dated, that basically they don't want to say that we're dating, but they want me to be only loyal to them. Interesting. Um, And they can do whatever they want. But then I realized, I'm that guy. I want to do whatever I want. (laughs) So it became very hard for me to be in relationships with monogamous people because I'm like, you know, I'm not lying to myself. I really do love multiple people at once. It's possible. I think that I have to leave that open. But at the same time, I've been programmed to feel jealousy and competition. So... I have to actively unlearn what it feels like to be in competition for a relationship. I have to actively unlearn what it means to draw a line between friendships and romantic relationships. So like you said earlier, like the biggest fear in my relationship is that my partner will change their mind. Like that all of a sudden they don't want to be polyamorous anymore. And I'm stuck with this feeling of like, wanting to explore more people it's not that i don't love this person i love her so much this is my number one person but i don't think my life has to stop there i think that i'm capable of so much more love and because each person is so different that each love is unique and i can bring that to her and we can learn about all these different things together it's a way of investigating the world and it's a way of me staying very very alive and connected with my with my true self but um I don't really have fears in relationship except that that will all be taken away from me because most people are monogamous and most or most people try to be monogamous and most people um feel validated by monogamy um but I always think there's something more out there it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that your partner isn't enough. It just means that they're different from everyone, which is also special. So, I don't know. You could you could love different people for different reasons, and you could all be happy, and you can have it all. That's my thought. <laughs> That's beautiful. That's beautiful. I, I have one question, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so, this person, you know, that you love, and, you know, this might be a very you know, I guess monogamous way of thinking. So, mm-hmm. you know, bear with me. Um, you know, this person that you love, that you're with, right? And, you know, you guys are in this relationship and you both understand that. Mm-hmm. And you're exploring and meeting new people. Uh, how do you, and maybe you don't, right? But this is only a word I can come up with, <laughs> right? Is how do you manage the love and aspect of things, right? So this is your number one person is, is what you said, right? Yeah. And maybe that's just figuratively speaking, yeah, right? Um, But you find another person who you really love and you want to, for lack of a better word, hold on to. Yeah. How do you manage that in a polyamorous relationship? I, I, what I guess what I'm trying to ask is, you know, I've been, I don't, I don't want to say tears because it just sounds horrible. Right. But like, how do you balance out that 
yes. relationship, not just with saying. them, because obviously you feel what you feel yeah. and you're being true to you. But how do you manage that dynamic between both people? So, like, I think that the, like, it depends on the individual. For me, I draw hierarchies in my relationships because I find it very hard to open up. I find it very hard to feel romantic feelings. Mm. So the person that got there first has a lot more of me. And there are some polyamorous people that feel, you know, maybe not equal, but different about each person. For me, it's that I have my one number one person. She knows everything about me. And if I am falling in love with someone else, she's the first person I want to tell. Not that I have to tell, but that I literally want to share this with her. Right. And I'm excited about it. Because you it's know? a safe space. Exactly. Because it's a completely safe space. And because I know that even if she has a re- negative reaction, that we can talk about it completely honestly. Mm-hmm. There is no... Like, I still feel jealousy. I still feel the monogamous residue. Like, right. I still feel jealousy when someone really beautiful is interested in her. I'm like she's going to like this person more. She's going to realize that I'm nothing and she's going to go for this person. But in reality, that's you doubting her intelligence. So I have to say that she she can also have it all. She can also like me and more. Mm. She can also have it all. So in the end, it becomes this thing of like, I created a hierarchy in other polyamorous relationships I've been in. Sometimes it's all kind of on the same level, but different for each person. Mm. But in this situation, I tell people when I go on dates with them, I have a partner, you know, whatever happens here, I'm going to tell her and they understand that. So I'm just allowing things to happen organically. And as soon as I have a feeling that is maybe slightly problematic or that might cause my partner some kind of discomfort, I have to say it immediately because that's what she needs. That's kind of communicator she is. She needs to know immediately. So um, then we talk about it, then we work it out. But there's never been really any issues. We've been together for two and a half years and we haven't had an argument about it yet. So it's really just saying every thought you have immediately, you have it. (laughs) I think it's awkward. But if you're the person who pushes, like, I feel that in every awkward situation, my only response is to make things more awkward because then I'm like, there's nowhere to go but up. (laughs) <laughs> we are rock bottom right now. There is nowhere to go but up. So as awkward as I make it, there's literally nothing left but resolution. So right. um, um you yeah. say awkward, I say transparency. Exactly. You know, you but know. It, it it's just because there is no it's, like handbook and there's no guideline that you're kind of it's awkward because it's that. yeah, like hundred percent. Because you don't know there's no precedence. Right. So you're and making it up as you go along and that's fine. Right. That's and it takes a certain level of vulnerability your, too, right? Absolutely. Right. And it also takes a lot of like reality bending, you know? <laughs> like we all collectively as a society decided what reality is, but the reality in Nigeria is different from the reality here. Absolutely. Because a group of people decide. So if me, my girl, a group of other people decide that this is our reality, then we'll figure out the rules. And that's it. That's what I think is that we're all like fucking around and then we figure it out. So yeah. <laughs> Okay, butter baby biscuits, butter biscuits, butter, butter baby biscuits. <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> I, like I kind of like butter baby biscuits. Like, <laughs> it's to the baby Cupid. Baby <laughs> baby 
butter baby biscuits. Shit. Okay, so butter biscuits. <laughs> um, you know, you're single right now, and yeah. I take it you're monogamous. I am monogamous. So, what would you say your biggest fear, concern about getting into a relationship at this time in your life would be? It's a tough question. It's also personal, so I understand. Take your no, time. I just, yeah, I need to think through it. I don't think I have any major, I do have fears. Yeah, or reservations. So, yeah. I like relationships. I like monogamy. <laughs> I like the idea of having somebody that gets all of me. Mm. Unfiltered. Mm. Fully vulnerable. Mm. Accessible. On demand. But at the same time, giving somebody that much access to you opens you up to a world of fun, joy, and pain. Mm. And I just feel as though at this phase of my life, you know, I've gone through multiple eras. I've gone through an era where, you know, school was done. Mm. It was time to settle down. You had the fun. And I went through an era of, I want to find a one. This is the time. I went through an era of YOLO. Just live life. <laughs> it sounds like a cycle. It is. It is. It you is, know, sometimes yeah. life is, I, I believe life is seasonal. It's up, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I believe everybody has their seasons to go through different types of trials and tribulations. Absolutely. And right now, um, my biggest reservation to a relationship is one quality time Mm, my love language is quality time one of them okay and if i'm going to be with somebody i want to be present i want to be accessible i want to be available i want to be vulnerable and with the combination of work and the way in which i spend my time i just don't think i can give that to somebody and so i think it's selfish and it's unfair for me to bring somebody into my space, giving them a sense of who I want to be, but I cannot be right now due to limitations on whether it's time or access or a variety of other circumstances. So, what, what would you um, say is your biggest challenge in terms of being able to give that time, that quality time? Because one, I absolutely understand where you're coming from. Um, Two, how do you quantify that quality time? You know, how much do you feel like you would be giving up? You know, someone trying to. Uh, I I'm get what you ask. mean, but you know, even if it's an hour, if it's two hours, you know, for me to I already spoke about signaling and the ability to understand your partner and how they receive and send messages and understanding their communication channels. If I don't have an opportunity to learn about my partner effectively, then my relationship doesn't have hope. And the amount of time it takes to get to know somebody that intimately, we're not talking a text message here and there or a phone call before you go to bed. We're talking four hours. We make dinner together. We take walks in the park together. We have Sunday brunch. You know, I'm talking... Unfeathered access. I make deliberate, specific yeah. time to be available and present. Uh-huh. 
my phone's off. It's all you. Nobody else. So do you, are you saying that? I'm saying that that time right now doesn't exist. Um, Interesting. I'm, I'm in a season right now where I'm trying to get my life to hit a stream where I feel I can support a lot of things that also mean a lot to me. And so I have to prioritize what makes its way into my consciousness. Interesting. And the relationship right now just seems like it'll be more than what I can fit into my consciousness. And I have had friends and, you know, situations where people would like to get more of what I can offer. But like I said, it'd be selfish. It's selfish to know that you cannot give something, but you're going to put a person in a situation where they believe they can be different. Mm. You have to be self-aware enough to know that you can't offer more than what you currently have. Right. And I'm very much aware of that. So basically, you doing that at this time would be truly betraying yourself and what you're you're committing it your would. life to. It would. It's I kind of want to. I kind of want to say something about yeah. that. Mm. I think that like the pressure that people put on other people to feel romantic relationships are like this milestone is what fucks every shit like everything up because. In the end, you don't have to be in a romantic relationship to be fulfilled. You know, you could form deep friendships. You could have a deep community and you could be completely, completely held and completely loved and completely cared for. You could even have sex with your friends. Like there is really nothing missing from your life if you don't have a romantic relationship. So for you to prioritize your work and what you love over this like this thing in the back of your head that tells you I should settle down, I should be with someone, this is what makes me normal, this is what makes me a good person. It's not real, it's just fake. And people fuck themselves over by thinking that this is something that has to happen. I think that romantic relationships are not that big of a deal. Like it doesn't have to be a thing, you know, and it doesn't have to be a thing immediately. Maybe it's something you want, but there is no expiration date. Okay. You know, like, right. I agree with you. You have forever, right. you have your whole life ahead of you, and you have so many different kinds of people that you're going to meet. That your brain can't design this shit. You can't imagine what you're going to meet. Right. You can't imagine where you're going to go. Like, I agree with you, but I have, mm-hmm. I have a differing opinion. Okay. So, I believe life is seasonal. I said this before. Mm-hmm. And with seasonality, I think of life like a river, you have different flows. And I believe that there's a flow stream that you hit and you embrace. And that flow stream can be a relationship. That flow stream can be a commitment. It could be romantic. It could be whatever you want it to be. Mm-hmm. So I agree in the sense that I wouldn't force a relationship. Exactly. Like and you shouldn't think that this is a failure on your behalf. I wouldn't. This is just, exactly. It's but, just what you're going through. If it happens, it happens. Right. You can want it, and that's good. But you should never force yourself into a situation. That's where I agree with mm-hmm. you. But the part where I tend to disagree is just wanting that romantic entanglement. So, as far as you're concerned, that is something in your heart of hearts you do want. It is. But it essentially may not be the right season for it. When everybody asks yeah. me about my definition of success, mm-hmm. I always tell them, 
I work hard to get the maximum quality of life. And the maximum quality of life looks different for everybody. Right. But for me, the maximum quality of life is a partner that I'm fully vulnerable with. They're fully vulnerable with me. Whatever boundaries or rules or communication streams we set in our relationship is between me and my partner. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, the vulnerability is what makes the relationship. And the understanding of your inner self is what makes the partnership. I don't think we're disagreeing. I think I'm saying the same thing as well. I think that you guys are on the same page. Truly, the fact that you've made a decision that you believe in this beautiful thing that is so rare that it'll come to you at the right time, I think that's what people should be doing. I do not think that you have to actively seek it. I don't think that you actively have to feel that this is not good i think that's the thing that you seem to be pointing at like don't don't shame yourself because you're not in that specific time zone in your own life and that there is someone out there you do not know there is a woman that is exactly like you somewhere just chilling right now and she wants exactly what you want i found that out the easy way i'm gonna say that because like I went to school with my partner for four years before we ever pushed the fucking line, you know? And so in my mind, I know that, like, if I was searching so hard, I definitely would not have seen her. It just had to happen. And the fact that you're prioritizing yourself, you're prioritizing the things that you already know you love, instead of creating this whole story that you have to follow, like... I think that's that's it. That's the whole story that people should tell themselves is that I get to do whatever I want until until I feel that I have to change that. Until the season changes. Until the season changes. Absolutely. I, I'm completely agreeing with you. I think that like the organic understanding of yourself, the allowance, the like, what's it called? The self-forgiveness that it takes to be like, I'm not ready for this and that's okay. I need the right thing. Right. And I can keep waiting for this rare, 100%. special, perfect moment. It's right. fucking possible. Right. 100%. It's and fucking you, possible. Absolutely. And you can build up to it, right? Exactly. The, you can the special moment it. doesn't show up like this. Yeah. It, I feel like that and special moment. And the more moment, time you spend getting to know yourself, the more fucking sure you will be. I, that's it. Yeah. Right? I think that special moment too doesn't just pop up. I think it it's, it's, it's yeah. kind of like what you said. You, you knew each other for four years. Mm. You were building that relationship unbeknownst to you. Yeah. Right? So I feel like that relationship builds up and you look back and like, Oh shit. Wait, yeah. I I've it. been doing yeah. that work. I have it. Exactly. That's it. You haven't even updated yourself. Like the version of you that yeah. is mm-hmm. kind of ashamed that you don't have a relationship, it's a previous version of you. 100%. It's the version of you that hasn't lived through what you've lived through. So you're shaming the person that is like five years behind you. I'm going to add two things to this. Mm-hmm. When it comes to relationships and starting or being in a relationship or choosing a partner, two things that I've recently learned. You can have a connection with somebody. You can have a true, genuine connection. I mean, beyond race, beyond ideology, beyond religion, beyond preconceived notions, upbringing, nature versus nurture. Mm -hmm. You can have a real connection. And that's still not the right person for you. And I had to learn that. That's it. One thing that I started doing differently, thanks to some very intelligent ladies in my life (laughs) um you know very very gifted (laughs) ladies um was to not focus on 
what you don't want in a relationship. I hear a lot of people say that, you know, these are the things I don't want in a relationship, I don't want in a partner. The more I got to know myself, the more I came to understand, I should be able to identify the things I need in a partner. That's why I made a list. I itemized it. I know myself to the point that I know the partner I need. Absolutely. That's And also it. be okay with that being subject to change. Yeah. 100%. And also be okay with fucking waiting for the right moment and not just pushing it because you feel that you have to, that this is a failure on your right. So or that's it. Like, that's honestly a huge. Exactly. There's no time limit. Okay. I see people get married at like 80 years old. That's insane. But. That's real. That's that's it. That's that's it, and And it works for them. Yeah, it's fucking worth it to work on this. This is now. I'm getting a little bit personal. Okay. Mm And uh, you've been pretty open, so but but this is a little bit more intense. Biggest fear or concern or reservation about getting into a relationship, and a little bit about why. My energy not being reciprocated. Mm. I don't like people very easily, and if I got into a relationship, I must really like you to have made that decision to be like, you know what, like this is the person I want to be with. Like everybody else can step aside right and like whenever i think about getting into relationships, i'm just like yo what if like i love this person with all my heart and then like they're just out here playing me mm. or like i'm more invested in the relationship than they are or like i'm just not even just like more into them because that shouldn't be the issue but like i'm putting more in than they are and it's like there isn't just a balance between the two people in a relationship. Like, there isn't that equal, like, give and take. Right. How do you know when there is, though? Isn't that kind of always balancing game? I mean, I don't think there's a surefire way of knowing when there is that balance. But, I mean, let's say, for example, like, you're always reaching out to set up dates. You're always the one reaching out to do things. Mm-hmm. They never do. Um you're always, like, making the effort to, like, check in on them and, like, call them and see how their day is going. And, like, if you weren't doing that, nobody would be checking in on each other. Right. Like, little things like that, you kind of know, like, okay, maybe I'm more invested in this than this other person. Right. You start having questions about, you know, their commitment, for Mm -hmm. sure. Um, And I feel like I don't don't want that to ever happen to me because that would be so heartbreaking. Right. (laughs) Because right. you're putting in so much into something and the other person is just like, cool, I'm just going to enjoy this or what it is. Like, they, they, it's almost like they enjoy the attention that they're getting from you. Right. Or like they just enjoy that someone is, for lack of a better word, obsessed with them. Right. Or dedicated to them. Yeah. Right. right. Or like just, yeah. I understand what you're saying. Like someone is that into them. Right. And they're just like, yeah, I'm just going to ride this wave till I'm tired. I'm curious, like... Okay, so you say you never really had that experience, right? Mm-hmm. Just not in that, in that exact way. I think that's also interesting because, like, how when does that happen? Like, does it start off where it's on the same level of, let's say, give and take, as you've kind of talked about? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, 
one person is just taking and never really giving. You know, so I'm saying, is it like, because I heard that before, you know, I've heard like people say, hey, we're in a relationship, everything was great. Then we got married and the whole dynamic changed, changed. Right. And, you know, is that the kind of thing you're afraid of? Or is it kind of just really just from a basic level? Because in my head, you know, you kind of would know that within the first, let's say, couple of weeks or month, depending on the reaction, you know? Sometimes people do create this facade where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm so into you. And once they they know you're into them, they drop everything, mm-hmm. right? So is that is that specifically the issue? Or, you know, am I, am I missing something um, here? I, I mean, I don't think anybody would get into a relationship with somebody that wasn't reciprocating their energy, right? Like, right. So it might have started off great, um, but somewhere along the line, like maybe a, like a spark just died or right. someone's interest changed. Right. And like... And... It just kind of becomes a chore at that point for that person who is not as interested. Interesting. Um, or you're just staying there because it's what you're used to or like you're comfortable. Um... Well, you definitely don't sound like you would ever have that problem. <laughs> Listen, no problems are beyond anybody. Anybody can have that problem. This is true. This <laughs> like, is true. This is absolutely true. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's interesting because I don't think you, you just from having a conversation with you and, you know, communicating with you earlier, I don't get that impression. But it's, it is interesting to me that that is your concern. Because I, I, in my head, it's just like little likelihood that this will happen because you seem very present you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. and you, you don't seem like you only challenge people i think you also challenge yourself and your thoughts mm-hmm. so it'd be interesting like for that to happen but i, I thought that was interesting just hearing that from you obviously yeah, but, to make i mean sense you also kind of kinda like dig yourself into a hole sometimes right like even if something is not likely to happen you like think yourself into this like hole of like what if right or you've probably seen it somewhere and like fuck like that's a possibility. I never want to do that, right? Hundred percent. So, what's your biggest fear, concern, reservation about getting into a relationship, if you have any? they're going to try to be too controlling interesting um did that happen in a past relationship that has happened in yeah in several relationships like guys again they you get into the relationship they they think they want a bad bitch (laughs) they think they want you know (laughs) and then you get one and then they don't know how to act and then all of a sudden it's it's controlling in certain aspects if it's like what you're posting or um what you're saying on you know just try to little bits of control like they got mad because you were like hot girl summer yeah and (laughs) i can be hot girl summer and be cuffed at the same time like i don't i don't need someone to control me and that that really puts me off quickly so Mm. that is my that's my biggest reservation definitely because i'm not in the mood to change for anyone anytime Mm. soon and a lot of thank you yes <laughs> a lot of guys i think they they are a little bit insecure and some of them do have to confront that a little bit or maybe open the door for conversations mm. with these things if with these insecurities instead of just projecting and trying to be controlling 
Yeah. You know, so. I was on a podcast recently and that this just reminds me. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. Um, so the the person for like, I guess the host, right? Did a thing where people write in mm-hmm. and uh, somebody wrote into the podcast. It was like, okay, so I live with my significant other or my boyfriend or my wife. I'm not sure what the situation is. And so basically there's some booty shorts or something that she wears indoors, right? So he was about to head out for work and she had, you know, done stuff in the morning, whatever. And she's about to take out the trash in the outfit. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't even know that. I feel like the trash was none of them. Like, it was like, I think it was like probably like a condo or some mm-hmm. situation. Right? So it was not that far. Right. And the dude was like, no, you have to change. Da, 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 da. And she went ahead and changed. Right. And then did it. Right. And then he goes off to work. Then he comes back <laughs> and she's got him back comfortable in her booty shorts. And homie is like, yo, you didn't even listen to me. You just went ahead and did it anyway. Da, 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 da. And then she was basically trying to say like, you know, am I going too far? And, you know, or, or like, you know, like she was trying to understand whether she was doing too much or if like <laughs> she was doing too much. And I was like, no, girl, I'm like he, she wasn't doing enough. He's definitely doing way too much. She wasn't like, doing enough. He's doing too much. <laughs> doing way too much. Right. So I, I just, I thought that was very interesting. And it's also crazy that like she was even at that point where she actually felt like, she would she was at fault mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of weird that that was uh interesting to me so and so that's exactly why i don't i've had that experience and i don't i don't want that even in terms of clothing for instance i i don't i don't like to wear a bra i don't have big a big chest to begin with so i don't like to wear a bra so when i got into a relationship that was a problem mm. for one of the people that i was dating and for me it was just comfort like i I don't need to, like, I'm fine mm-hmm. when I need to, I will. But he was really uncomfortable with the fact that I would walk around without that, you know? So he was adamant on trying to change that. To this day, I'm still not, four years later, I'm still <laughs> not, gonna I'm not going to change that, you know? But, uh-huh. or even in terms of some, you'll, you'll find me on Instagram, you'll slide into my DMs and then maybe we start dating and you start telling me that, like, and he's already seen all of that on your Instagram. Yeah, you tell me that I, maybe I'm posting too much. And I think that I'm a, a modest and conservative <laughs> woman already. So for you to tell me okay, that I'm girl. doing the most? No. And just like, I have one guy that told me that like I posted on Instagram because um, I, I was seeking validation or that like, I was, I needed attention. And it was like, it could be a picture of me and my sisters, me and my friends, but the fact that like I didn't just show it to him and you know, the fact that he's already seen it, but I, I still went and posted it on my Instagram when I had maybe like three hundred followers, you know, that was a huge problem for him. And uh-huh. I've seen that with a lot of my female friends, my sisters, the relationships. This is a reoccurring thing. I just how can you guys slide into the DMs and then try to ruin the vibe. Ruin the vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Not forbid. To my point, some people don't have sense. You know? They don't. <laughs> so what about you? What's uh, what's your biggest concern um, going into a relationship? Wow. Um, my biggest concern going into a relationship that probably they wouldn't work. In this, and because I feel like I can be complex... Um, at least then. Hopefully, I'm not now, or yeah, or there's an fast. edited version, or no, an improved version, right? Okay. Um, but like probably the end, 
or they say the end, but like in terms of where it goes from in progressions, right? So ideally you start a relationship and there's some sense of direction for that relationship then the commitment part then the marriage if that's what you guys are or right. typically that's the goal right, right. Um, and I've never actually seen that in my head as a goal right the marriage concept right that's fair um, so the idea that okay we're gonna get married and we're gonna figure all of that stuff out right mm -hmm. definitely terrifies me because I feel like what happens 10 years from now, 15 years, are we going to get along? Mm. Like, or like, are we going to be able to articulate or like understand our differences to the point where it's not a factor in the relationship, right? right. Like, like, well, I know who you are. I, I would push back though. I would say yeah. that um, it's always going to be a factor, mm -hmm. right? There's always going to be pain points because you're two different people, mm -hmm. you know? So, oh no, and I understand that. Like, mm -hmm. I'm fully aware that that's never going to go away. Right. right. Like you are. So is it the so, issue of not like managing that? Or so are we going to say something? It's an irrational fear. <laughs> it's an irrational fear. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, biggest fear about the relationship is the end. The, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm not fair. That's fine. That's, that's, Get at me, I think that's normal. <laughs> no, no, it's true. Right. Like, yeah. I mean, like if you think about it, but I'm more curious about, you know, I think what it sounds like from what you're saying is like it going astray. Right. And, and, you know, like sure. say 10 years from now, like, yeah. you know, so are you more worried about the fact that that could happen and you don't see it happening right. or is it just the fact of it happening itself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so as, as a Nigerian, right. <laughs> and I say that as a Nigerian, right. Right. We, I feel like we live our lives, especially those with traditional homes, right. right. With the expectation that one day you get married. Right, you right. go to school, Absolutely. do well at school. At least, hopefully, you do well at school. Right, get a job, get a job, and the next point of your life is marriage. Right? right, that never made sense to me. Right, at some point, it never made sense. Why? Like in terms of the like, why is the so the marriage is the end goal, right? Essentially, so family now. Yeah, have so like as I got older, it made me realize it's because obviously your parents want the gratification of their grandkids. Right, right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. It's like they want you to, you know, figure out your career, but give me grandkids. Right. However you get it done, get <laughs> it's it done. Business, right? Yeah, but get it done. Right. But but make sure it's with a family I can hang with. Right. right? And so mm -hmm. if it's not, there's a problem too. Right? right. So you're gonna deal with that. So it's like, why am I never navigating this life? Also trying to figure out if my mom can hang with my my girl's mom right. and dad. Right. And it's like no, I don't want to really necessarily have to deal with that, mm -hmm. right? Um, I guess on a grander scale, but on an individual, I don't know. There, there was a time, like the whole relationship thing. Yeah, I, I don't know the word to use to describe it. It's like... Well, the first thing you said was obviously the end. And the, yeah. we're talking about how 10 years down the line, you know, you, you might not even like each other. Right? Yeah. So for me, I think it's somewhere in between there. Like, mm -hmm. are you afraid or concerned that, you know... You see a lot of relationships that might start out great, but then they stray away. Yeah. And is it the the issue of not knowing when that happens? Yeah. You know what? Like now that I say that, I think it's because I feel like I am still arming myself with the tools to make relationships work for me. Okay. Um that's, that's and so true. maybe that is the fear is that I don't think I've acquired enough All tools, the tools yeah. to make it work. Right. Interesting. And I might already have it, but I've not like clocked it or right. like channeled it. 
Well, at least you're not you, you don't have any proof to show right. like you, yeah. you you can't do that exactly um whether or not a relationship starts and fails like i i think about relationships that have been in that have started and failed right mm-hmm. and why they have failed and what i could have done better right and right. and trying to figure out like the re- recurring theme in that right and you do your best to then go and acquire the skills so that the next one doesn't like feel the same way as right. the last one, right? But after all of that, I still feel like like I will I ever be ready to be like, you know what? No. This ah, story, this is the person story, story. Wow. That's <laughs> what they please. always say. You're never please. ever gonna be fully ready to Yeah to do that. So this is an irrational fear. It it can't hold you back from relationships. You can't even if it ends in ten years, so honest, like I want to actually get to that. But like, um, how do you propose he thought about it? Like he thinks about that, you know. You understand what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you're right. I, I do agree that it's an irrational fear. Yeah. But like, oh, let me see. How do you think about it? Right. So you just talked about the whole controlling thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, beyond that, um, when you're going to a relationship, how are you seeing it? Like, is it hopeful? Do you feel like? You know, do you think about a ten year line? Like how do when you When I enter a yeah. relationship? I'm I try to keep an open mind. It mm. depends on the the person that I'm meeting or the person I'm talking to at the time, but I try not to not to think too highly of men sometimes or give too <laughs> I think no, no don't get me wrong. Question. Yeah, it makes sense. I love men, they're great, awesome, but I still going to keep my one eye open you know okay <laughs> so that's what that's when do you think you would not keep one eye open when you give me enough reasons not i mean so what just does that consistency look like? when he proposes when he says i do like at what point do you feel like... i don't think it, it i don't think in terms of timeline i just think consistency i think when someone is really consistent with me they um honest and just transparent and like so essentially when you can trust in your character yes and also just communication is a huge thing for me i need you to be able to i don't want to sit there i hate guessing what the what's wrong or why you're upset or why your mood's off because i notice those little changes and that that really pisses me off so i need someone that can articulate their feelings but i'm aware that my fear might be irrational right okay right it's i'm not living life thinking like you know this is a legit reason right but yes it is a legit reason it's, it, it, it's exactly. legit if it's for you right, right. like exactly like if, if that's how you genuinely right. feel like for me i think you know i do think there might be something deeper but whether or not like we've got into it in this conversation it doesn't really matter yeah right but that's really all that's the reason why i was trying to say give a timeline and trying to get where you feel like things could go wrong because if, if, if it's for you it's legitimate you know what yeah I mean? like that, that's how you feel that's how you feel but i think it's just like maybe why you got there is the question i would personally be asking valid and i, I don't know if there is or maybe I, I haven't thought about it long enough to be able to know if um what what that legit reason could be, right? right. Or what that deeper reason what, right, or what that right. deeper reason could be. But like I think it it really is like when it comes down to it, it's like why because you can always get into a committed relationship, right? Right. Like you can always think that it will never end. Right. I mean, this is forever and ever. 
my boo, so you're just my first a, you're just love. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, now that you say that, yeah, like yeah. I just feel like, yeah, all your bullshit can come to an end. Like, right. like I, I, and it can hit you whenever. It's so funny, right? The way you say that, and I feel like her, like you know, just playing bo- bo- off of both of yeah, you. Yeah. I feel like the way she deals with that, and correct me if I'm off here, is the consistency factor. Because mm-hmm. I think she said like, "Oh, I don't, I keep one eye open," yeah. right? Which I think is the exact same thing that think you're trying to say right so so for her it's a consistency thing right which is like a step by step by step like mm-hmm. every day you kind of have to show up is is, is the impression exactly, I'm yeah. right? and you know but yeah now I remember what i was trying to get to uh like the idea of like you know so you, you don't see that like if let's say you're together for like 10 years and it doesn't work out you don't see that like, how, like you, you wouldn't struggle with that issue of it not working out because i think we're, too, that we're i actually that, wouldn't right? i agree with her on that part too i would it would suck, mm-hmm. but life goes on. Right, obviously, right. there. I mean, you get to be in love again, and you get to <laughs> right. you get to have a new experience. It'll be sad, but you'll move. On. I've been in a relationship that was like five years and right. it didn't work out, and it's mm-hmm. just like whatever. No like, do you feel like uh, you you got something from that relationship? Oh, definitely. Mm. I think that was a character building for me. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think the the reason why people like struggle with the idea of things and is because of all of the external factors too. You have kids. Mm-hmm. It's like if you might need as kids, right? Routines, a whole, right? right. There's a house. You got to share all of that. Figure all of that stuff out, right? Mm-hmm. But like, it took me a while to also get to that point of realizing that it doesn't matter that the concept of divorce, right? Of course, you don't want that, mm-hmm. right? But because that happens, does not mean the marriage in itself was wasn't successful, right? Mm-hmm. It's just a question of. Have you guys gotten to the point in your life where you can c- continue forward, right? Because you're you're growing, you're you're learning, you're bec- knowing, you're evolving. You, you're evolving. You're becoming a different version or a better version of yourself, right. or whatever you, you want to categorize it as, right? Who you are at twenty five and who you are at fifty wouldn't necessarily be the same, right? But and if it's at fifty and she as well at that point in her life, you guys feel like you've accomplished the point. Whatever goal you guys set for each other at 25 when you were getting married, you accomplished that at 50, that's a success. Now we can part ways knowing that, look, we've done we've this one chapter of our lives and we can go and build the next chapter of our of our of the remainder of the life, right? Mm. Of life. So like I don't necessarily see that as failure, mm. but Maybe my own head is how the hell can I live with someone for twenty five years to then make that determination that we didn't waste twenty five years of our lives, right? Right. Right. Why uh, is it a waste? Oh. Well, like a waste could so because be because it ended. No, not necessarily because it ended. Like, so it's because you built something up and now you have to go build something else uh, again. Again, mm-hmm. and some so people are not ready for that restart. Right. right. Especially if they have gotten so used to a routine. A routine. Mm-hmm. But I, I do. I would like to think um, the way you guys feel. And in my head, I think I think that way, but I can also see how having viewed all of that for so long, whether yeah. it's 5, 10, 25 Definitely. years, and like having to just kind of leave, not necessarily leave that there, but kind of for, for to yeah, some extent, leave most of that there, take the good stuff, you know, mm-hmm. keep the past in the past, and then moving on to something new. Mm-hmm. I think I can understand why that's scary for a lot of people, especially if you were genuinely interested in that relationship yeah. all the way through, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I, I definitely agree. I think it's it, it's scary for myself as well, but I just think 
if it ends, it's ending for a reason. It's going to be sad. It's going to be hell, and it's going to be whatever. But if right. you guys are ending this, yeah, long the ending probably sucked well enough. Where Honestly, this was the best decision anyway. When it comes to the end, it's it's gonna be pretty obvious why you guys are ending the relationship. Right. So, so of maybe course at that it's point, gonna it's suck. Gonna be a fresh yeah. air, a breath of fresh air, Absolutely. as opposed to <laughs> as it's scary. To Don't get me wrong, but just it, the end sometimes could be better yeah I, I definitely like that approach and that's the episode guys big shout out to my guests for sharing so openly and candidly I appreciate y'all always um, thanks to everyone that's uh, reached out, giving me some feedback. Uh, it's really helping me improve the quality of the show, understand what you need to hear. So please keep doing that. Keep sending DMs, emails, messages, whatever. I appreciate all of it. Okay, so I feel like giving a take on these kind of things are getting harder and harder for me. <laughs> um, especially because I'm not a relationship expert. You know what I mean? I've made my own mistakes. I'm not perfect. So... I really don't like being in that position where I'm telling you what I think uh, you should be doing. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Um, but the point here is really to just, like I said in the previous episode, um, talk about what I'm gaining or learning from the conversations that were basically had on this episode. And um, my big takeaways were, you know, when it comes to fears in a relationship, seems like commitment is obviously a big question which makes sense um consistency is a big one and changing character or as a uh, butter baby biscuits put it you know changing seasons so i think those are the few tension spots that kept coming up as we try to have these conversations and uh for me i think that i guess if i start with commitment for example um i feel like that's a daily choice um and what ends up being important is whether or not like the commitment levels match at any given point in that relationship. So I'm talking about right from the start at the talking phase to you guys are wanting to move in together. Like that commitment level has to kind of feel evenly balanced all the way through, right? But if that doesn't happen, um, I don't know if anything can really work, you know? But again, every relationship is different. People are approaching or entering these at different points in their lives. So I'll leave that to your discretion. But you know, at any given point in time, there should be a balance in terms of the commitment levels that each person is showing to each other. In the start, it might not be even, but obviously you're getting in there hoping that it kind of meets up to the level that you need. Now, I wouldn't, I'm not going to fault anyone for doing that, but if let's say you decide to do that, you know, you have to set a deadline for yourself or for that person on whether or not they can meet you there. And if they can't meet you there, then you have to ask yourself some tough questions. It shouldn't completely just be on them. Okay, so for consistency, I feel like that's a child of commitment. You know, if you're committed to something and committed to someone, um, being consistent is just really part of the process. Now, different personalities, different people entering into some sort of relationship union together. So there's going to be some growing pains. There's going to be some adjustments that need to be made. But I think, you know, it's worth considering that the person may not be able to do, be consistent with everything that you need or you prefer or you want. So there might be a question of, you know, what do you, what does consistency really mean for you? What do you need? And what are you willing to accommodate development in? And if you're not willing to accommodate development, then 
you know, I guess good luck, <laughs> you know, or maybe there is somebody out there that fits perfectly that all those things that come naturally to them, you know, but I just feel like nobody's perfect and we kind of always have to work with what we have, but hey, what do I know? And finally, we come to change in character or personality or change in seasons, essentially. And the way I look at this is at some point, our characters will evolve and this may or may not suit our partners. Although you might be committing to, committing to the relationship, you may realize you're not committing to yourself. This may not be the fault of the relationship or your partner. And I think it's more about the freedom, attention you need to give yourself. And sometimes we just don't do a good enough job when we're with someone else. But um, that's important for you to find what you need. And finding your new self may take you in a different direction. But I feel like, and this is the most important part to me, the least you can do is bring your partner on for that journey. You got to share the challenges. You have to share the ups and downs. And at the very least, they should be able to understand, empathize, and hopefully contribute if they can to help you get to where you need to go. Because a better version of yourself obviously means a better version of the relationship, right? Ideally. And it might take you away. It might not be a right fit. But it's better learning that then than, you know, hiding from your true self or hiding that part of your change or yourself from the person that you're with and then it blowing up eventually. So, yeah, um, those are my big takeaways from the episode. So if you're interested in participating in Hot Takes or sharing your feedback, you can write to two takes on a pod at gmail.com. If that's not your speed, no problem. You can also contact me on social media and get clips, announcements, episode art, and much more at two takes on a pod on Instagram. I'm looking forward to hearing your take. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You can find this wherever you should find podcasts. And while you're there, show some love and give this five stars. This has been two takes in a pod. Thank you for listening. When I face my fears, there's nothing I can do from here. For more in the first date, I make mistakes, I swear. For knowledge, I sacrifice my fears. And I start right here. I say I'm better and you can compare. Cause when I get down, I do the dip, the damn pride. You know they can't see me outside. And me, I dare walk, I dare cry.